The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. They won. Yeah, they did it. Picked up a big W at home over the Philadelphia Flyers. How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us again for another week. I'm Rob. He's Ryan. How's it going? You know what? <laughs> Coming into this episode, we were rather it, it could have been bad. It could have been real bad. It could have been a lot of negative talk, but you know what? They pulled it out. They got a W. And where do we stand now? Because I don't know, man. I don't think they're out of the woods yet. No. Go. No, no, no. Listen, no. They, they deserve credit. No. It was, it's, it's a tired going into this game. I think we had a good feeling. I, I, all day I was like, I think they're going to play well tonight. I think they're going to get a win. Philly's on the second game of a back to back. They're tired. They're beat up. A lot of, a lot of their key players out injured. And this is, they should dominate this team. And that's pretty much exactly what they did. So they deserve credit for that. We've got on them, especially during the West coast road trip about how playing down to their opponents and it wasn't good enough and they should be killing these teams. And they went out and they beat up on a bad team tonight. Yeah. I mean, it got kind of scary for a second. I, I saw another three, one lead that could have been evaporated very quickly, but the man with the big letter on his jersey decided he wanted to show up tonight let's and, start, and put on a show. Let's start with that. Um, John Tavares, as a captain, has always been someone who he's a lead by example type captain. He's not some guy who's Mr. Personality. He's not rah rah in the dressing room. He's not one of those guys. And, and when you hear lead by example, like, doesn't. To me, that term is either very positive or a cop out. It, it could be one or the other, but lead by example for him, he's just not the most articulate individual I've ever heard speak. So I wouldn't know. I don't know if I would say articulate. I would say charismatic. Yeah, you're right. Which, articulate is not the right word, but you, that that's kind of where the lead by example can thing comes from and that's exactly what he did he gets a hat trick tonight was dominant all night long in the offensive zone what's been the biggest aside from the fact that he he came into this season sort of I, I want to say healthy but he did sustain an injury in training camp but when you watch him what's the biggest difference that you see I think he's just playing to his strength um the best part of his game is down low where he doesn't have to move his feet as quickly as he does in the neutral zone. And when this guy's burying goals, all the negativity around his game kind of just disappears because at the end of the day, when you get paid as much money as he does and with a guy with his reputation, like he needs to score goals and that's what he's doing. And I think down low, he's elite. He's been elite, elite, elite down low. That one shift where he got kind of that lucky tip in slapper from the point before he got to the point and got tripped. He won like three puck battles down deep. And, and I, I don't know. I just, I just see him maybe this off season. He kind of had a, a, a moment to himself saying, what do I need to do to be the John Tavares that this team needs me to be? And that's to be the best player on the team below the goal line. There's a reason why on the power play, he's always the lowest man. 
and he's and he, most of his goals this year have been on the power play. I just think he's really playing to his strengths, and when he's scoring, man, does he uh, does he look good? The biggest uh, criticism that people have had for him, us included, is that he doesn't look fleet of foot at times, and he see he looks he doesn't look as behind the play this year. Like I don't like, am I imagining that or? I think also because Willie just looks faster. Yeah, I think well, Nylander's yeah. carried more of the load in the neutral zone, which in turn helps him. I just think William Nylander showed up this season. He looks 10 pounds bigger. He's It looks like he's grown three inches. He went to a million power skating clinics in the summer. He went like, to a lot of NTR yeah, power skating clinics. Went a lot to skate. He went to skate on a couple times. Yeah. I see Yari. Like that, that he, he, man, this guy looks unreal. And I think that's helped John kind of work to his strength. I'll get you through. I'll get you in the ozone. You get down low and we'll work magic together. And they've been, they've been great, man. Austin Matthews on the board tonight, a one, two point night for Austin Matthews. Mitch Marner on the, on the board tonight as well with two assists. Morgan Riley with a couple of assists. Zach Aston Reese. Wow. Dennis Malgan, David Kampf. Yeah. I mean, the depth of this team has been criticized up and down. Like what we've taken part in it, but even if it is chipping in for one goal, that's what you need. And that's just, they haven't, they haven't got that at all. I remember being noticed being on the ice. Yeah. Half the year. I haven't even noticed that they were on the ice. The guy Pontus was on the (laughs) ice tonight. The second period's almost over. I'm just, I just look at you. I'm like, where's Pontus? Where's Pontus? Where's I, haven't pa- I haven't seen him all game. Where no. is he? Uh, this game was not without drama, though. Justin Hole booed by the home fans at some point. Yeah. Uh, after a pretty, a rough shift. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get on. Like, like they got, dude, that's, listen. I roasted him on this pod two weeks ago and he hasn't been very good, but like, there's no way that that's easy. Like you're at home in a pack building and people are just booing you after you've had a horrible, not that he doesn't deserve it. He he's been pretty awful, but my God, he's the target. he's just, he's just the Toronto fan base target, defensive target. And he's in the crosshairs of every annoyed fan in this city. And he's going to be the scapegoat for and And when he makes a bad play, boy, does he make a bad play. And it really, everybody notices it. Sometimes I feel like all these guys make bad plays, but for some reason, his plays just stick out more than others. I, it's well, just one of those weird things. He's especially when he turns the puck over. Like he's that, slow and he's kind of, yeah. he's just like, he's borderline uncoordinated. Like I, I like his body size. I like, the idea of him being a stay-at-home guy and a guy who can who can square a body up, even though he's not really a physical guy, but it's man, he he makes some weird plays when the puck's on his stick sometimes, and he's not a very good skater. I'm I'm thinking back on this game and why they looked better in the recipe for success, and it was because they they dominated Philly in the transition game. They were able to move the puck through the neutral zone and and check well in the neutral zone and take it back the other way. Philly also, maybe it's because they're, they're injury prone or retired or anything. They didn't make that. They didn't make it too hard on them. They, yeah. They had a lot of access to the middle of the ice tonight, which I'm sure torts is probably reaming them out about. 
I think also just look at the look at the volume of shots they got and, and the amount of shot attempts they had. It's we've been harping on this team to shoot the puck, and that's the most simple criticism in hockey. And it's almost annoying sometimes when someone tells the team to shoot the puck. But when you when you, they had like thirty shots going on in the third period, like they had probably a hundred shot attempts tonight. They were actually getting opportunities and they were firing it on the net, which is way better than doing the the no look back pass in the ozone that that goes the other way for a two on one. They outshot the Flyers 44-25. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that that's the only uh sort of battle they won. The Flyers were 53% on face-offs, the Leafs were 46. That's yeah, whatever. 40 the Flyers out hit them 45-31. 31 hits is a pretty high number for this Leaf team. Yeah. I mean, it's when I, when I look at this game tonight, that they're playing a team that that like Sean Couturier is injured, Ryan Ellis is injured, JVR, even though he's kind of older, is injured. That that team is kind of they're a weird hockey team, and then they played last night, and they just they look tired. Yeah, they look tired. But if we did this episode after Sunday, Sunday's game against Anaheim, well, like I wanted, it's, I, well, like, I, you know, I feel weird I coming start, on here. I wanted to start with like, listen, it's a nice win. They yeah. did exactly what they should do. I wanted to start by giving them praise. I don't want to come on here and just jump right to the negative. Yeah, we're there's there's gonna it hasn't been a great start to the season. There's gonna be tons of negative talk, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to come yeah, on no, and I talk about like why why did they play? Why did this game go well for them? We are going to get to like the the elephant in the room, which is which is Mitch Marner. You you said you put it the best way that I've heard anyone put it when you said this guy's public enemy number one right now, especially after what happened on Sunday and the whole Keith benching him for a single shift and then. I was in, guy was in and tears the, and, on the bench, and then in the media saying that he did that for Sheldon. We're gonna get to Sheldon Keefe too, because you and I have been staunch Sheldon Keefe defenders on this podcast. But this guy, Sheldon, go listen to what the PR team tells you to say, because you're getting an F right now in your press conferences. The stuff that's coming out of your mouth is no buen, pal. Like, come on, like just stop it. But. So I want to talk about why Mitch Marner, why do you, why is Mitch Marner public enemy number one in your mind? He's this fan base is really, we should clarify what we mean by that. I think there's a lot of people in the, in the fan base, you know, I think anyone who, who, who talks about the Leafs in, in a, in a way we do, when you see people, they want to talk Leafs with you. Yeah. And so when you talk Leafs with people, there's a lot of negativity being directed at Mitch Marner right now. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? I always thought there was always like an underlying negative narrative towards him as a player. But I mean, I was saying to you watching this game, like last year he was, I thought he was their best player. Like I just think penalty kill power play five on five. He was their best player. And then they go through all these things and, I just think this year with the whole the whole Keith thing to start the year, we've covered that. That was brutal. That that set that on the wrong path. But I don't know. You could just it sounds really weird, but you could just see it in his eyes, man. Like I don't know what it is. He's on the bench and you could just look into his eyes through the camera and you just know that I don't know. And I think people are thinking that I don't know if this guy has what it takes. Like it's just not what it takes to be like a good player in is this league. Is he mentally tough enough? But like, I just don't think he has what it takes to be a top guy 
in a big market. Like, I, I don't know. He just, he just, there's something about his aura right now that is just rubbing people the wrong way. And I think sometimes we are a little too like over macho. Like we just want guys who are like tough, but it's, it's, I don't know. You just, you can see it in his eyes. Like when he got benched the other night, it looked like he was crying on the bench. Like what, not there's anything wrong with crying. It's just, it looked like he was crying. And then Sheldon Keith looks like an idiot, benches him for one shift, and then all of a sudden he's back on the ice. Well, he was trying to get Dennis Malgin more ice time. What My problem with Marner this year, it's like, it's just, what happened to this guy? He's not making plays Ryan, anymore. Ryan, Ryan, his confidence is completely it, shot. His confidence I mean, is completely shot. He's a guy, you're, you're sitting here and you're talking about how you can you can see into his eyes and like what's wrong with him. When I look at him, I see a guy who is feeling the pressure of a fan base who, listen, Ever since his contract negotiation, there has been a segment of the fan base that is that has had ill will towards him, and and that when he plays like he did last year, it dies down, and people are like, no, you know what, this guy's a really good hockey player, and we're we're we feel grateful to have him as a part of our of the team, but when he doesn't play well, and he's also kind of brought the spotlight on himself in a way as has Sheldon like the the big narrative in the media after Sunday was is there a rift between Sheldon Keefe and Mitch Marner and we don't know if there is what I do know though is there's two guys who keep doing dumbass things in their media conferences that literally make it look like there is a rift between them we talked about what happened with Keith walking his elite player comments back? What Mitch Marner said in the media about, oh, well, you know, he talked to us and he explained what he meant. Stupid. Stupid. Like painting a target on your back. Kind of sounded like him when he did that too. But, it, no, but, but it's like you're, you're painting a target on your back. You're making it look. He, Mitch Marner inadvertently, because I genuinely don't think he meant to do this, made it look like we took him to task. And then what happens? Keith walks his comments back. Then he benches him because he has two horrible giveaways in the Anaheim game. Oh, yeah. The yeah. One, the one to make it 3-2 was... <laughs> so, has a temper tantrum on the bench, has a spaz. And then, it, like the, I mean, he didn't, he didn't really spaz on the bench. He just had this look about him that he looks like he was going to cry. And then he did the whole thing during intermission where he just... He decided he was going to just put on a little show with like, give me a stick. I'm going to go in the locker room and break this thing now. And then he comes back and, and and then all of a sudden he's just back on the ice. And it's just, he missed one shift, man. But like that's, it's just, that's what, what, what I'm saying. Like, come I think, on. Like, I think it, these two guys have, I don't know what's going on. There's something going on in the culture and in the background with this team with accountability. One thing I wanted to touch on on this episode too, is I'm seeing a lot of people on on Twitter sort of going at Sheldon Keefe for not breaking up Matthews and Marner and no one wants to go here and I seem to be the only one who wants to go here so I'm going to go here right now it's not his choice it's not his choice the proof is in the pudding Sheldon Keefe mixes up the lines in game all the time he's mixed up the defense pairings a thousand times already this year there's been he's, 75 he, third and fourth lines he changes everything but he leaves those two together. The only thing that makes logical sense is he's been, and I don't know who it is. And I don't know if it's Kyle. I don't know if it's Shani. I don't know if it's the players. I don't know who it is. But Sheldon Keefe has been told 16 and 34 play together always. 
You never split them up because it literally makes no sense. They got going again tonight, Matthews in particular, and that's great. But for the most part, the two of them haven't had a great start to the season. William Nylander and John Tavares have. But so it's like, why don't you put Matthews and Nylander have played well together in the past? Marner and Tavares have played well together in the past. It only makes logical sense to break them up and he refuses to do it. It's not his choice. He's been told you do not break these two guys up. And which leads to a whole other discussion about the culture of this team and why is a coach getting his balls cut off in public in the media like we talked about last week and why are, is he not able to change the lines as he sees fit? And again, there's no proof that that's actually the case, but I'm like, I've, I've watched this enough now and I've tried to make sense of it every way I possibly can. And it's the only logical explanation I can come to. So I am sitting here with you speculating that he's been told these two guys don't get broken up. I don't know. That To me, that would come from the general manager. So again, so then you want to have a, and this is why I think the heat is on Kyle. The heat is on Kyle Dubas right now for two reasons. One, the depth of this team has not been good enough. The bottom six has been brutal. And the defense is, and like, listen, you can, I'm really tired of, oh, well, they're missing Jake Muzzin. A healthy Jake Muzzin would not make that big of a difference in this defense core. No, Sorry, it no. wouldn't. Like a healthy Muzzin and a healthy Lilligren, would it help? Absolutely. But would it make would it turn this defense around and make them look like a Stanley Cup defense unit? No, it would not. No, this team's missing a number one defenseman. That's what I see. You can add all the What do you great... say to the people that just heard you say that and are like, what about Morgan Riley? I love Morgan Riley more than any any I I I will say that Morgan Riley is probably like my favorite maple leaf that I will never kind of talk bad about because I just, there's something about the guy that I just love. And he's been here for a long time. He's been a good soldier. He's, he's been a good player. He's a great hockey player. It's just like, just go around the league and, and look at, look at Victor Hedman, look at Kale McCarr. It's just like, he's just not at that level, which is fine. Like he's, he's, he's a great defenseman. I don't want him to be at that level. It's not like I'm criticizing him for that, but I hear about their defense and it's just becoming more obvious to me that you can add all these fifth, sixth, fourth defensemen who are great, who can make maybe make your depth a little bit better. But man, they are really missing a an, an elite defender, and then not just an elite defender in terms of keeping goals out of your net, but maybe even elite defender who who helps put the puck in the other team's net. It's just I don't know. I think they're really. I think that's a, a an aspect of their team that's hurt them in all the previous playoff runs. And right now it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just don't think that their defense is just talented enough. No, to, it's to, not. To do it, it's not. Know? So, to, so to the point that we were just making the heat is on Kyle for that reason, because past their, their elite players, the depth of this roster hasn't been great, which also has been a chain reaction from every move he's made at deadlines and, trading things away or not re-signing guys like they there's a lot of guys he's traded away who are playing in NHL lineups right now who who were thrown away for for nothing basically or just as an afterthought in a trade and and now we have Zach Aston Reese scoring his first goal and we're, we're making a big deal out of it like it's just been a chain reaction but even, of moves but look let, let's take a look at let's take a look at the the Leafs score shit score shit score sheet tonight Matthews assisted by Tavares and Marner. Tavares assisted by Riley and Nylander. 
Aston Reese, assisted by Malgan and Kampf. Tavares, assisted by Marner and Mete. Tavares, assist, assisted by Matthews and Riley. What do you see when you look at that? Yeah, it's just kind of the same names. You know? Exactly. Just... If this, if the if the elite guys aren't producing, this team is nowhere. There mm. is no depth. And not taking anything away from Zach Aston Reese and Dennis Malgan and David Kampf. Great. We need more of that is the point I'm trying to make. Like, these... I understand this team was built around the philosophy of like you, the, these are your elite players and they're going to carry you. And honestly, most teams in the league are like that, but that's not going to be the case every night. And how many times in a playoff series have we seen some depth guy from another team go out and have the game of his life? Nick Paul, Nick Paul, go out and have the game of his life. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it's just even tonight. It's like this is that was their most dominant win of the season, and why was it their most dominant win of the season? Because all their core guys are on the score sheet multiple times. That's the first time they've scored five goals in a game this year. Yes, that's pretty shocking. And what? For- uh, what? What's the? And why is that, Ryan? Because their core guys have had a slow start to the season, yeah, and they don't have anybody on lines three and four that can pick up the slack. That's why. Which I like. I, I could make the argument too that you can't really win in this league if your top guys aren't scoring. But it's, but at the same time, the, all the great teams in the league have a have a better depth chart than what the Leafs have. Well, we're can in help a, them out. We're in agreement on that. But it's yeah. like it's like I just said. Like you, they're not going to be cooking every single night. No. Right. So you need you need something. Yeah. No. It's been and it's just like it's a different combination every single night. Yes, because he's trying to find something that works. Yeah. Sheldon Keefe, man, I can I just go on this rant for a second? Like just just shut your mouth in the media. Like you just you meet you put your foot in your mouth every five seconds, man. Like it's ridiculous. Like comes out like he benches Mitch Marner and then he comes out and he's like, oh, we were trying to get Dennis Malgan a few more looks. It's like Sheldon. Like just look he would go like what like he would just Go, yeah. We we thought we needed like Mitch. Like, no, needed no, to Mitch, take a- Mitch gave the puck away. Yes, and it was one of the. It was awful. He was yes. in his own. He was in or, the ozone. That's between Mitch and I, and we've discussed it, and we're moving on. Yeah, that, like that, something like that. Mitch was in the ozone. He got a little too close to the blue line. He gave the puck away, and it was three two. I I I'm with you. I like Sheldon Keith, but it's like stop walking your decisions and your comments back, man. Stop. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And listen, we may not fault him for the elite player one, but I absolutely fault him for, for like, that's, that's laughable to, to publicly look at people with a straight face and go, I was trying to get Dennis Malgan a few more looks laughable. Was it like tongue and it might've been tongue and cheek. It wasn't tongue and tongue and cheek. It wasn't just don't say anything like Bill Belichick says nothing. Yeah. Do what he does. I don't know. Is he walk like it's just we don't know if he's deciding to walk them back or if I he's don't getting... think I I you and I speculated on it. I think he was told to walk back the elite player comments. I don't think he was told to say we were trying to get Dennis Malgan a few more shifts. The thing was stupid is he benched Marner for a shift. Yes, so he got Dennis Malgan one extra shift. He was on the bench for a shift. Yes. It was it's just every time something happens, like the broadcast makes a big deal out of it, and then it's just like, oh, Mitch is back on the ice. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like it's I'm getting a little tired of this, like 
getting a little tired of 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 both camps. I'm getting a little tired of like doom and gloom. Everything's awful. And I'm getting a little tired of the eternal optimists. Like, like everything is er, like, oh, it's only ten games. Oh, it's all. It's like it'll be a long season, man. It is gonna be a long season, and it's like, listen, when they play like crap and they lose four in a row, people are mad. That's sports. Like I gave my Aaron Rodgers analogy last week. The guys won back-to-back MVPs. He's lost three in a row. Yeah. They're ready to run him out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it works. Yeah. I just can't stand. Like that's part of the fun of being a sports fan. Yeah. Is reacting and going on an emotional roller coaster. And when your team loses four in a row, the sky is falling. And when your team wins five in a row, it's euphoria. Hey, we're the cup team that everyone thought we were. I'm so tired of this. Well, that's like after they win tonight and we come on and we're like we're we're positive because I agree with you. I didn't want to come on here and just be. Like it's also just harping on the same thing over and over yes. and over again. But I also don't want to forget that 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 absolute shit show I watched on Sunday that was awful. And, and listen, like it, dude. They got a murderer's row back to back coming yeah. in here. They got, they got. Well, actually, I don't think they're. I think they're going to yeah, Carolina. So the Boston's coming in here on on Saturday. And then the next night they're going to yeah they're going to Carolina. Yeah, Eric Schalgren. Oh boy, Eric Schalgren just not not an NHL goalie. No, no, he's I feel, not. Kind of feel bad for the guy. I'm not gonna lie. Well, he's kind of thrust into this role, which like he came in last year. And it was like kind of nice to see him do kind of well, and they won a couple of games with him. But they're playing the Ducks, and it's just like you get a clean look on this guy. Like. I do not feel very confident on him making a stop. You got that. You got the nine and because one. Matt group. Murray's injured. Like it's yeah, that's another thing. But anyways, I'm just getting. I'm getting tired of of everybody. Like one side, there's the like everything about this team is awful and it sucks. Trade everybody, and then the other side where it's like, oh, we're overreacting. Aren't you guys gonna feel stupid when they go on a run in November? <laughs> and it's like. No, I feel like every podcast you start off with a rant about how it's in the middle. You know, like it is, but, but, but you have to but, you have to understand. You have no idea how rare you we get a lot of lovely people commenting on our videos, being like, "I love how honest you guys are." Mm-hmm. You know why? Because we're one of the few people that actually rides it down the middle and goes, "Yes, yeah, sometimes this team stinks." And and other and yes, Kyle Dubas deserves to have some heat on him. But is it entirely his fault? No. Yeah. Is the sky falling? No. Yeah, like, like we're in the minority as two guys who ride down the middle of the road. We are in the minority. Like I get it. It's it. They're before tonight. They were four four and one or four four and two. Mm, yeah. Like that's that's not bad at all. You look at the division. Like everyone's kind of at the same yeah, the spot Bruins, other than the, the Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins have taken off, but and, they're right there with the, with Tampa and Florida. Like everybody else is kind of just not playing that great. Everyone's just having an okay start to the season. It is what the record is what it is. I get it. It's early. They, they started this way last year. Look what happened. I get it. It's just, it's just like people are but off for me. Like I'm just kind of done. Like I just like when they go out and, and blow a three, one lead against the worst team in the NHL and, and the whole thing happens with Marner. And it's just like this, this is ex- like, this sucks. Like this isn't fun to watch. Well, you hope, you hope that I think having this version of this Philly team come in here tonight 
is just what the doctor ordered. I think the team's confidence was in the toilet. And I think they needed a, a team like this tonight that they could sort of feast on a little bit yeah. and get their mo their um, groove and their mojo back. Some of the huge guys can get some points. Huge night for Matthews. Huge night for Tavares. Huge yeah. night for Nylander. Like that's that's that's, that's what you needed. And now and it's you, you need a good feel good win like that before you go into Saturday, man. Like thank God this game is at home on Saturday because I still feel like this team's psyche is. A little fragile to go into friggin' TD Garden. Yeah, I feel like they they won't even play that bad that night though. I, I well, don't know. Well, this is like, gonna be really telling. Like, if because they've got they've got Boston, Carolina, Vegas. If they play well in these three games, then it's it's telling of like they're kind of the same as they were last year, where they can get up to play against these good teams and then they stink against the San Jose Sharks yeah. and Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, I. I I mean that's kind of the trend of this team. Like that's just, that's just what happens. They play they play awful against teams you think they should beat. But I mean I don't know, man. I I was kind of predicting that if they lost tonight, and then they go in on the week. That's a tough back to back, man. Yes. Even if they were playing well, that's still a very tough back to back. And now the pressure's on even more. I was kind of predicting that they lose they lose against Philly. They lose those other two. Like there's something's happening. Something, yeah, it's just shoe dropping. Something's but happening. I but like I I don't like I don't like being in this position right now where I'm like. We're all predicting what needs to happen for someone to get fired. It's just that just shows you that what type of season this is and how it's almost kind of a waste of a season. I don't, I don't know, but like they, they go in and lose those three games, then what happens? Like you know, it's just I, I feel like every time they go on a losing streak this season, it's just it's just gonna be like what's gonna happen now? Is someone to get fired? Like they lost to Anaheim and, and you texted me, and you're like be like. Let's get ready to do like an emergency podcast just in case anything happens. I don't think it's at the the state of emergency yet. Yeah, but like this, it's just, they it's needed just like this we're win. riding some stupid line. Like it's just like we know it's not going to work. Like we know at the end of the day, it's not going to work. I don't have I I don't have faith in lines three and four and these six defensemen. To get this team to the promised land. No, God, That's, no. Like, not to be Mr. Negative, but, like, As I don't. group, they're just, they're not it. I don't, I don't have faith. So, I, I see your point from that perspective. Yeah. Like, unless they can figure out a way to, like, I don't know. Like, I, I it's looking more and more like they're going to have Muzzin's salary to play with. Like, if, if I, if I was, if, like, if I was really to dissect the plot line to this season, it's. Let's see if Kyle Dubas can get this team to win a game seven in round one. Like yes. that, that's, that's what the season's about. Yes. It's not about winning the Stanley cup. It's not about guys winning individual trophies. It's about can Kyle Dubas put together a team and can Sheldon Keefe motivate a group of guys to win the first round of the playoffs. Yes. Like that, that's what the season's about. Yes, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah, this is a murder back-to-back, man. They've got the Bruins That's at home, brutal. and then they've got Carolina with travel. So they got to go to Carolina, and then with Eric Schalgren in the net. Yikes. Yeah, Matt Murray. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Come here and get injured. <laughs> loser. Yikes. Useless. Come in here, and you're injured yeah. immediately. Thanks, bud. Well, you could have predicted that from Thanks, a mile away. Matty. Anyways, listen, we, like I said earlier, let's end on a positive. Johnny T, hell of a game. It's been great from the word go. You have 
you were Mr. William Nylander drove you nuts, and from the second oh. they've dropped the puck this season, you've been team he, he 88. He looks like a completely different hockey player. He looks unreal. He's so good. You look Maybe like he's a dark visor. You think he's been hitting the weight room? He looks like he's six foot five out. Like yeah. he looks like he's grown three inches and he's gained ten to twenty pounds. Yeah, and he's fast. Like he's fast, man. He's beating people to pucks just, all the time. I just think he's playing with like he just looks like the dark visor. I'm telling you, yeah, he's throwing I, that dark visor, and all of a sudden you got you got to back it up when you become, he's throwing a dark visor because you your ass gonna get yerped. You become like a Sith Lord. When yeah, you put on the dark. Visor. Like Ovi can wear a dark visor yeah. because he's Ovi, but yeah. as soon as you put on that dark visor, yeah, you like can't, you. you you better, you better start playing like you better start playing like a Sith Lord. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? Elias Samsonov, another good game tonight. Yeah, you made an interesting comment during the game that he's that he gives up the a one goal a game. I've noticed that about him. He's he's always gonna he, he he tends to give up one stinker per game. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's got a nine twenty save percentage. What did he have tonight? A 920 save percentage, which yeah. is telling me he's allowing two goals or less a game. Yeah. And it's not like the Leafs defense is unreal either. No. So that's all you can ask for from your goaltender. Giordano and Bunting jumping in at the end to stick up for Matthews. It was a rare instance where I didn't want anybody fighting because I was like, God, Gio, don't break your hand or something. That's all we need. Yeah. yeah kind of useless at that point in the yeah. game, but whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to make a big deal out of some guy helping his buddy. Like it's, I feel like sometimes we over glorify somebody doing that. It's like they, it was just a scrum. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. We will. Uh, we will not. We we took a little longer between episodes last week because I was spending uh, the weekend. We didn't do a weekend episode because I was spending the weekend with Bill's Mafia. Mm. Watching. Watching. How was that? It was. Just everything you've ever heard about Bill's Mafia is true. Getting shit faced. You know what? You know what is so great though? I'm genuinely happy for these people. Like they're so excited. Yeah. They to have it, a man. team. Like there's and you know the best thing about uh the Bills too. It's like they've got a good team, but you've also got a genetic freak as your quarterback. Yeah. If you could manufacture a football player in a laboratory, you would manufacture Josh Allen, who also is is a little short on charisma sometimes as well. But doesn't matter cuz he's a freak that yeah. guy. That guy's a freak. It was just it was great. It was so much fun. Like it's so fun to see them. Like they just I went and watched my Green Bay Packers get Actually, they hung around in the second half, but they still got their asses kicked and they stink. But it was so fun to see these people like just they're so excited that they've got a legitimate Super Bowl. I've never been to a Bills game, but it's the legend of the trough true. Oh, yes. You know what's even worse? Mm. The porta potties out in the tailgate area. Oh, just guys leaving. It's steamers everywhere. I, I went in there and I came out and I looked at my wife and I was like, she's like, how is it? And I'm like, you cannot go in there. You, you go under in there no a, circumstance can go you in there go with in a there. power washer before you hit. Under no circumstance can you go in there. <laughs> and it's like, we are. Feel bad for the ladies, we man. Got they have it tough. Naturally, we're oh, especially in like a tailgate yeah, setting like that. Because if you're a dude, really you can tough, just go man. anywhere. We, um, we got there at about 4 p.m. Because, like, we're from out of town, right? Went to the hotel, decided to get there. There were guys. It was 8 o'clock starts, Sunday night football. 
talking to this dude that we had some friends. We went, they knew a guy who was having this epic tailgate set up with like food and everything. And I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, we've been here since 8 a.m. And he, they weren't the only ones who were there since 8 a.m. So just buckled yeah. by hours before the game time. That was a night game, too. That was an 8 p.m. Sunday night football start. I, I, Guys are there at 8 o'clock in the morning crushing Miller Lights. And you better be drinking the lightest oh, beer of yeah. all time. So point being that Johnny on the spot's just been getting ran through with all, with all the with all the tailgating food. Yeah, just been getting all the chili and all the nachos, chili and, nachos and, and bergs and yeah. like like just a couple veterans going there. Oh, that, yeah, yeah the that Johnny on the spot. That Johnny on the spot has just been getting tortured for <laughs> twelve hours. Oh my god. Yeah, it was, it was I, I love drinking beer, man. There's nobody loves drinking beer more than me, but I'm way too soft to be drinking for twelve straight hours at a you, consistent pace and then standing and, and watching a football okay, game. Yeah. I'd be done. I'd have to have three naps yeah. in between that. Yeah, it's it's Ugh. if you've never gone, I highly recommend Bill's Mafia shows out. Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much, everyone, for checking us out this week. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, do the same. Little comment, little five-star review. Every little bit helps. We'll see you guys next time. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.